Hey everybody, welcome back. In today's episode of Raising Unicorns, we talk about how you can look more bougie than you are with the right graphic design in your ad campaigns. Successful businesses come in all different shapes, sizes, and animals. On the Raising Unicorns podcast by Harm Brothers, we share the video marketing gold that has helped companies of all shapes and sizes grow by hundreds of thousands to hundreds of millions of dollars in sales. So if you've got a business and you're ready to use video to scale it, this episode was crafted for you. All right, everybody, welcome back. Today, we have the very special guest, Gibson Smith. Gibson, how are you? Oh, I couldn't be better. Hello, everybody. This is the first time <laughs> we've been on the podcast together. I'm pretty excited. So Gibson mm-hmm. has been at Harmon Brothers as a graphic designer and motion designer <laughs> at the company for four and a half years. His work has been seen literally by hundreds of millions of people and they don't know. They don't know the magic that, that Gibson puts in these videos with his little fingies and the magic that he does <laughs> fingies. And you flatter me. I've never thought about it. Like tens of millions of people. That makes me feel really important. Probably over hundreds of millions of people have seen elements of wow. your work because you've been around That's for some bizarre for some big kind of campaigns and big videos. Yeah. We can actually do. Yeah. We can figure that out pretty quickly. But I'm fairly certain it's over over hundred thousand. Wow. That's pretty cool. But because Gibson's on the podcast today, we are going to be talking a little bit about graphics because it's something we do on every single one of our campaigns, every single one of the assets we make. I mean, even down to like back in the old days of Harmon Brothers, we would do a very big long form video that obviously had lots of graphics in it. But now we're doing different forms of the video, different iterations, and even down to like still imagery now we're starting to produce for our campaigns as we're seeing really, really uh, good results, which is what we're always chasing after at Harm Brothers. And in those in those still images, all the way up to our big hero campaigns, graphics are a big part of those advertising elements that we make. So Gibson is here to talk a little bit about the process that we go through at Harm Brothers and kind of what the guiding principles are that dictate how we do and do not use graphics within our advertising content. The biggest thing I have emphasized in my tenure at Harmon Brothers and also Daniel Harmon taught me long ago, and I'm sure he's talked to you about this, is just like clarity of the message is kind of like the overarching guiding principle of a lot of our graphic design, um, because there's a lot that could get in the way of that clarity. And so how do you approach your personal graphic design around clarity specifically when you're going in approaching what elements you're going to design? Yeah, it's interesting because I got into design for me because I like making art. Oh, I, I sort of fell into it. I started actually at the company as an editor, started getting more into design, took some classes. Um, and I really liked it because it was it felt more, more like making traditional art. I, I really like still art and stuff like that. Um, but I was doing it for me and I realized it took me a few years and I'm still growing, obviously. I'm very new still in my career, but I was making graphics that I thought looked good. And I thought that was my job. And it took me a while to realize that, that that's not even close to what my job was. It, my job is to make graphics that will make people think certain things. So really it's psychology, right? It's not, it's not about making something that looks good for me or making the most beautiful thing. It's about getting the message across in the right way. And what I love about our company, especially over the years, is that we've had different types of projects. So I've been able to work on stuff that's really graphics heavy, really sales oriented. It's click to buy, it's you know order now, and lots of text on screen. And then I've had the chance to work on more branded stuff that's a little slicker, little more minimalistic with 
fewer but higher quality graphics. And yeah. that's also really fun. So there's such a wide range within advertising itself of how graphics can be applied and what you can do with them. Well, one thing I see like for sure in your work and what we strive for here at Harm Brothers, you know, across that gamut is just if we feel like there's something, sometimes it's lacking in the video. And maybe you feel this sometimes as a designer, like, oh, this isn't hitting home the way it needs to with the dialogue or whatever we actually filmed to like talk about a certain value prop or a certain message at that particular time. I, as a creative director, definitely lean on your design ability to hammer that home and be like, okay, Gibson, this feels weak here talking about like this value proper. It doesn't stand out as much. And here's what I think the text should say. What can you do on the design side to bring that element, uh, you know, that call out a little bit more to the forefront of that scene and maybe give a little bit more punch? Because, you know, like you said, at the end of the day, if we haven't made them think the way we want them to think or like understand the things we're trying to communicate to them in terms of the value prop in advertising, especially if it's direct response clients, like we have ultimately missed the mark for them. It might look amazing. Exactly. It might be really, really cool looking. But if we if we didn't get them to think the way we wanted them to think or to understand the education we wanted them to out of the ad, we've ultimately missed the mark. Um, is there any particular ad, Gibson, that you've done you're really particularly proud about like how the, the graphics enhanced the messaging or the video in general? Like it feels like it, it really took it up another level. Cause like we always try to make it look really good before we ever do yeah. music or, or, or sound design or graphics. Was there one that you were like, Oh dang, that took it to the next level. And I'm really proud of that. You know, to speak to your first point, there are, is a lot of graphics can do to elevate the quality or the curve appeal, I guess, of an ad, um, sure. like to, to make it look more professional. And I've seen, not just for me, but other people as well, just take something that isn't as good as it could be, take a shot or, or whatever element it is. Adding graphics can make it look 10 times more expensive. And it's it's cool. Um, I yeah, think so pro tip, if you the, have a director who sucks and didn't get good <laughs> footage, <laughs> then like just say, they're, get they're, a great graphic <laughs> designer and he will make up for your incompetent no. director or DP. Well, you know how in film we say, there's the saying like fix it in post and how you yeah. should really never say that. It's taboo to say on set. I feel the same way about graphics in general, even though there are situations where it really can fix things at the end that you haven't yeah. planned for. But the graphics that I've worked on that always look the best are the ones that we've planned for before we shoot. Because we write it into the script, we know what we're getting, and then the shot is framed for the graphics to show up on screen really nicely. So when you plan it ahead, it always looks 10 times better, even though when you are adding it at the end, it, it still can elevate things if you're in a pinch. So to answer your question, Shane, I think one of my favorite videos I've done graphics on is sheer text because sheer text, and this isn't necessarily an example of something that was bad that needed to be elevated or anything like that. Um, it's, it's a great ad and the graphics in it are actually really minimal, but I felt like it really hit the mark on elevating the brand with the very few graphics that we included. They were really slick and most of them were white. And that's kind of the trend right now. And I mean, if you watch the Super Bowl, most of the graphics you'll see are minimalistic, in a sans serif font and white at the end. And we went, we leaned more into that more modern direction. And it was really fun because a lot of times like with our videos, we do do a lot of graphics, but just focusing on really like five really good graphics for a video and making those few graphics as good as they possibly could be, mm -hmm. I think made for an overall better video yeah. than just throwing 20 graphics in that are fine, 
doing fewer, but way more elevated. Yeah. So that leads me kind of to another like design element of the conversation. And then we can kind of get back to ads element in just a bit, but like walk me through your personal process of how you take someone, for instance, Sheertex, they're an established company that's been around for a while, or even like someone else who has like a very, very defined brand. How do you take their brand guide or like their brand look and translate that into something that's unique enough for the campaign and it reinforces the the concept within the campaign, but then still stays true to the brand. So when I when I'm starting on a project, usually what I have to start with is the script or a rough edit of the shoot, and then the brand guide and design elements from the company. And it's my job to make both things that were created by a different artist, right? The the direct the commercial was directed by one of our directors with their style and their thing. And the brand guide was made by other designers and I need to marry them. The director has that in mind too, their brand and everything, but I'm trying to make both people happy because the client who is very particular about their graphics and brand guide and all that wants us to meet their requirements, but the director also has requirements. So it becomes the art of making both people happy and making both visions work together, I guess. What about what about a brand that didn't have as strong of a brand identity? Like one that comes to mind was Skull Shaver. They had like some logos, they had a few fonts in their brand guide, but there was not a lot in their visual identity outside of those handful of elements they tossed over to us. How do you approach something like that? Because we do get clients from time time to time that do have basically maybe a font and a logo and they're like, that's our brand. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. how do you take, what's your approach, design approach from that where it's very minimal? Yeah. I will say those projects are probably my favorite ones to do because we get to build it from the ground up. So when mm-hmm. a client is coming in and they're a newer brand, they don't have something established or, or a brand guide established. Yeah. We'll build it um, based on what they already have. So for this one, for Skull Shaver, they had a flat logo. And that was it. So no style on it, just black and white, just the words. And then we built up this cool style, this metallic looking masculine style from scratch that perfectly complemented the video, but also went really well with what they already had. So that was a really fun example of something that we got to do. Yeah. And, and kind of a fun, fun story from that one, because Gibson and Ryan, the creative director had really built something that they had never had the time or energy to do in their company to, to build their own brand. But he had like Gibson had taken a lot of cues because like they have a lot of metallic designs within the product itself. And they're like, it's a very masculine product. It's very much, you know, not trying to be the polar opposite of like the Venus razors. It's like, this is a masculine manly product. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not cute. It's not cute. Yeah. It's definitely like a, it's a very like man's man's product, you know? So uh, when they saw the video, they like, loved it like neil the the owner of it was over the moon with it i think the exact quote was this is exactly what i wanted it truly elevated our product to the premium tier that it's always been that was kind of a cool thing to see the client be really happy of feeling like he's always felt like he's had a really great product but maybe not like a piece of content or graphics and and something that represents how high of a premium product that he has which was kind of i think very rewarding for all those involved i don't know if you ever got that feedback gibson if you ever heard that i never him. heard that holy cow that is so fun to hear um yeah. and that's exactly what the goal was so so that's that's very flattering yeah it's it's fun especially when you nail it with the client and they are happy with you because yeah, we're making this for a broad audience, but really I'm working for the client, right? That's who's right. paying me, or I guess I'm working for the agency, working for the client. And so when I make them happy, oh, it feels so good. That's that's awesome. Yeah, he was yeah. super, super <laughs> pumped. And I, I think that even from other design iterations on their website, you can see some of that influence start to creep in from the video into the actual website layouts and some of the some of the elements mm-hmm. that they're building in their social media, which is really cool to see like the impact of having our campaigns and design work can have on long-term on a brand, which is way fun. 
That's sweet. So Gibson, like when we're making these campaigns for companies, it's really not just like a one video. I think a lot of people think of Harmon Brothers as like, oh, you guys do one big video. That's it. But like what we're trying to do is build an entire campaign that influences everything. We want it to influence the look and the feel of the brand. We want to influence the landing page, for instance, or we want to influence even like the some of their social media posts that they put out, like and have designed something that elevates the brand and they're proud of to integrate into their brand. And I know you did a lot of really great work on Third Love, which if you guys don't know who Third Love is, they're um, a bra company that does half sizes and they're like a really premium product that's very, very comfortable has just like a very customizable product for women. And Gibson did, a, a, him and Mandy Harmon did a fantastic job on the video and, um, and Gibson did a great job on the graphics. And there was a, quite a bit of screen takeover for explaining how the custom setup worked for when you go on their website and do like the custom setup for your bra. Do you want to talk about that and how that influenced further design on down the road? So Third Love came to us and they had this awesome video and campaign they wanted to build, but not many website elements in place yet. And we had the opportunity to, in the video, there's a part where the character is explaining how you go online to shop for the bras and select your size and do all that. And so we had the opportunity to build a look from scratch and design a website, even though I'm not a web designer and I don't know anything about coding, but to build a look. And then what they did is after we sent them the video, they really were impressed with the look and they liked it. And they ended up building their new website around the look that we had built in the video. So they gave us their brand guide. We built the look of a site and web elements based on that. And then they took that and actually turned it into a real functional service, which was really cool to see someone just take your work and add to it. Yeah. I think that's like a, a good benchmark of like, we did our job right. And they really enjoyed the work yeah. we did for them. They're like, oh, this is great. We kind of leapfrog off of this and like continue to put this in our brand, which is, I think it's a very high compliment to the work that you and Mandy did. And, and specifically that on that element, your design work was, was top tier for sure. It looked great. Okay, Gibson, when have you seen graphics in ads distract and how can they be distracting and why do you think they are at times? Depending on the goal of the ad, the graphics will fit in differently. So some ads, especially direct sales will be more graphics heavy. And even though on the surface, it might not seem as slick, it actually is really efficient. Um, I think the problem is when people apply the graphics incorrectly. So there's no rule that says you can't, you can have like too many graphics or it needs to be this way. There's certain design principles that you follow, but it really comes to the tone of the ad and the experience that you want the viewer to have watching it. And if there are graphics popping on screen that distract from the story or the emotional moment that you're in, then that's a failure, right? Mm -hmm. It's not adding to the campaign. But if there's a graphic that complements very well what's going on, helps you remember it better, a lot of times will you know, complement what the character says on screen with some words. If it's done properly, then it adds. Yeah, like ultimately it comes down to having a deft hand of knowing when to apply the graphic and when it's too much or when it's getting in the way. Sure. Because often what I see, at least in the shortcomings of ads that I've seen that like the graphics did not enhance it, is it gets in the way of the message potentially or gets in the way of a joke or gets in the way of the actual spectacle is maybe better at explaining what they're trying to, like if it's a product demonstration, sometimes I see graphics that get literally like cover the product demonstration. Yes. I'm like, what are you doing? 
Visual demonstration is like one of your best like selling features as a video advertiser. If you do any additive elements to it, like it should be very, very carefully applied to something that's like, this has to be something that is not already conveyed or communicated through the visuals. That's the only thing you should be added on top of. Like sometimes I see like big old stacks of lettering that cover the demonstration or, you know, layered on top of it. That one's a really big heinous, I, I would say, is like gets in the way and distracts. And it's pretty egregious sure. to me. Sometimes in the script, it sounds like a good idea to put a graphic somewhere because mm-hmm. you feel like the audience is going to need that little extra feeding them the information. But often it comes down to trusting what you've made. The footage, mm-hmm. trust the footage, know that what you've made works and that it does share the story and that they'll trust your audience to understand it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd say like, for me, when I'm going through as a creative director and I'm looking at all the graphics that we've designed, because usually I'll go through, there's some that's called out in the script ahead of time. Then usually would get like a very rough pass. I go through on like frame.io um, and do like a, a list of graphics and places. And I would say like 20% of those I end up cutting just because like it's either too distracting or it's not serving the purpose or it's upstaging the element on screen. So sometimes you got to gut check yourself. Yeah. You know, always go back and question, is this necessary? Does this really be, is this really additive? The other thing I was going to say, I I see that is really, I, I don't know if you've seen this Gibson, if there's too many graphics, nothing is really like called out. Like, cause you might have like graphics that really sure. do need a big call out, but if it's all the same style and it's like graphics that are just going throughout the whole thing, you're basically just doing animated subtitles at that point. Right. Yeah. And then you get graphic blindness where you don't even yeah. process it anymore. You're seeing it over and over again. Yeah. That's getting graphic blindness is a, is a genuine thing if you have too many. So the way I like to think about it is it's like putting salt on food, right? You don't want to just sure, like yeah. overpower it with this. Cause then it's just like, all I taste is salt or like, it's just too much. Mm-hmm. And so it's like having the those dashes of salt or a little like sprinkling in here and there can really help punch those areas that you really want the viewer to remember or the elements that you really want them to absorb if the visuals aren't doing it for you. So I think it's just a good gut check. Go back and check and say, do you really need this? Is this too much? Because it can overwhelm and be distracting. Another thing with graphics that I think is really interesting is that it comes down to what your audience expects a lot of the time. So what people are used to seeing. For example, you know those infomercials from back in the day with like the big blue banner at the end Uh like the phone number really tacky but they're effective because you know when you walk by that oh that's something for me to buy Mm -hmm. and so we use those and those haven't changed because they work for what they're trying to do Mm -hmm. even though they aren't slick they don't look good but in our minds we know what that means and so it's it's this call and response thing where you're putting something out there and you need to understand society enough to understand what people are going to interpret this thing as yeah. and and make that as easy for them to do as possible. Yeah, they shouldn't be questioning whether this is an ad that's trying to sell them something, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Gibson, if you as kind of our go-to graphic designer and motion designer for many of our ads... What would you say would be the top few things you would recommend to the key to having like really good graphics in your video, whether that's you mentioned earlier, like having some of those graphics already built out in the script or specifically calling out and like having a a somewhat of a idea of how this is going to be designed or that's framing in for graphics or how, what are the things that would make your life easier as a designer and also make it so you can do your job better? I would say that first thing is planning. Planning and vision, I guess. The best projects and the best directors to work for are the ones that have a very clear vision. You know, they know the message. They they understand the style they're going for and the, what they want it to feel like. 
And I love working with directors that, that can come to me and say, okay, so sure, it needs to say these words, that's fine. But but what it needs to feel like is this. And in this moment, the character is going through the, this sad moment or this happy moment. So try to complement that with the way you bring it in, things like that. Um, and planning ahead of time and just, yeah, understanding what the vision is going into it from the onset. I guess the second thing would be um, having a great brand to start with. So taking a brand guide from the client and understanding their expectations. It can be really important to sit down and have a conversation with the client or someone, someone on their design team who understands, you know, we speak the same language as designers, so we can just interface real quickly and say, okay, why this? Why did you go this direction with this? What's your goal here? And if I change this to make it look good on video footage, is that okay? You know, having those basic conversations to make sure the client and you are on the same page. And third, just make Shane happy. <laughs> If your clients and or companies like direct reports, name Shane. <laughs> yeah, just whatever shame is in your life, make them happy. <laughs> yeah, so real quickly, just walk me through what's from a very high level, what's the process like to design and then actually put those graphics into a video for people who are just like very new to this, might not be as familiar with this process. So I sit down with the rough edit and I work all in Adobe. So I open up Illustrator and I will do basic black and white text, make it look formatted well over the footage. Um, so I'll take a screenshot of whatever section I'm designing a graphic for and make a layout that complements it really well. But I don't think about color yet and I don't think about style or 3D. Um, I will have an idea of probably how it could animate on. But at that point, you're just looking at overall layout. And then you go in and say, okay, how can I make this feel like it sits in the image or belongs here with the footage? And that comes, that's color, you know, shadows, Textures. stylization, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the next step. And then after that, I will bring everything into After Effects and animate it on. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's a whole other process. We're, we've been talking a lot more about design today than animation, but yeah, animation is a whole beast in itself too. So. <laughs> Yeah, so then to, to simplify that process, Gibson does his voodoo magicry inside of Adobe uh, yeah. After Effects. Take it to After Effects, do some voodoo. And, and then voila. gives him an alpha channel export. So, because that's one thing that like we learned very early on <laughs> that's is it. like doing an alpha channel, which means that there's a transparent channel in that image. So then we can drop it on top of the footage and it's not baked into the footage and we can move it around and it, it, it's not it's not locked into one place. So Yeah, and having them, we always make changes last minute or sometimes we'll deliver and then the client needs to come back and make a change a year later. And so having that in the edit as separate elements that you can just move around makes it so much easier for our process. So. Yeah, whenever you can, because sometimes there are special circumstances where the graphics are inter interacting with the elements in the video. But whenever you can, if you can do an alpha, it is definitely yep. much easier to do that versus going and change everything. Yeah, you always move it. Yeah. Yep. So cool. Well, so uh, in summary, we talked a lot about how graphics should be additive to clarifying your message and giving a little bit more emphasis on certain areas that you want to call out to the customer who's watching your videos that to avoid some of those pitfalls we, you and I were talking about where there's the graphics cover up some of the demonstration, there's too many of them, or they're just not accomplishing, like they're not, they're not calling out the thing you want to. That was a big thing we talked about. And then Gibson just uh, gave us a great rundown of basic process of how to design graphics and put them into the videos themselves. 
as well as how to design uh, elements that can elevate not just only for the video, but the overall uh, brand that you're working for and how we try and make it not just for a one-off video, but something to be added into the brand. So yeah, if you have uh, any more questions or things you want to just know from Gibson's brain and his wide library of work, you can actually <laughs> send us an email at podcast at harmbrothers.com. And uh, we'll pass it along to Gibson and he will gladly give some tips and insights if you have a specific question about the magic wizardry that he does on our graphics. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. It was fun to pretend to know what I'm talking about for a second. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> Gibson. Appreciate your time, man. You're awesome. Thank you, Shane. All right, man. Until next time. Thanks, everybody. Tired of playing catch up on your marketing approach? Plan your whole year of ad content with our video strategy in a day. The Harmon Brothers are known for their ad work with Lumi, Purple, and and Skull Shaver. And now we're offering a 20-minute video that helps you strategize your best profit-pushing ad research, messaging, and testing for free. Because a win for great businesses is a win for all of us. Go to harmanbrothers.com forward slash video strategy to save future you a lot of stress with no pitch and nothing to buy.